Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Student researcher talks about how after 15 years, a man in a vegetative state wakes up. Explaining to us what this means and how it's possible, please welcome Natalie Jersik. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Of course. So, what is this event all about? Why is it something that we should be interested in, and what do you want us to understand? Well, since the concept of consciousness is very complex and is constantly being evaluated and questioned, it is important that we have an understanding of this topic and have knowledge of the difficulty that doctors may be faced with certain patients. Also, if presented with this topic at any point in your life, it's absolutely necessary to be informed because it could, in worst case scenario, mean a life or death situation for another person. Our guests will be talking to us about the consciousness after a few weeks of long and hard research in that area. What in particular are we going to be hearing about today? First, I will be explaining the necessary terms typically used when talking about the consciousness, then the complexity of diagnosing a patient, and lastly, the complications that can arise if misdiagnosed. So what are some basic terms used in different situations, or what do you want us to know when I come across this topic? So the key to this topic is understanding the terminology, the terms that are typically used on this topic. The first term that you can come across is comatose, when someone is a coma. It is probably the most known term, a deep form of unconsciousness where the person looks like they are asleep. They do not open their eyes. It is possible, however, to regain consciousness from a coma or go to a vegetative state. What is a vegetative state? Does it have anything to do with the person acting motionless or like a vegetable? It could have a connection. According to an article published on September 25, 2017 on the website National Geographic, someone in a vegetative state can breathe on their own and has periods of wakefulness, but is unaware of their surroundings and can't communicate or respond to external stimulation. So these states describe a person who is not aware of their surroundings. Is there a state of consciousness that is better in terms of high chance of waking up? Yes, this is called MCS, minimally conscious state. According to the New Yorker online, an article on October 15, 2007, explains MCS is a less severe condition in which patients show erratic evidence of deliberate behavior such as responding to a simple command or focusing on a person or an object for a sustained period. This state usually shows evidence of awareness of the environment and patients can improve if helped. However, there is one obstacle block. There are a lot of misconceptions on the term consciousness and what it means when a person is conscious. In simplest terms, consciousness means self-awareness and awareness of your environment, the ability to process information and react to it. Unfortunately, though, when it comes to consciousness, it is not easy to test it. So if it's difficult to test consciousness, how do we diagnose patients? That's a really good question. There are many tricky parts of diagnosing a patient when they are unresponsive. First of all, one of the reasons is due to the different definitions of consciousness. There are two general components of consciousness, wakefulness and awareness. With this in mind, it is tricky to know what signs count as someone being conscious. 
there are the problems of assuming what movements, if any, are purposeful and which are not. For example, an article from 1994, the New England Journal of Medicine, writes how patients in the vegetative state may move their body in meaningless ways. They may smile, cry, or sometimes scream. This is considered inconsistent, coordinated only when actions are expressed. The article states, as part of a subcortical, instinctively patterned, reflexive response to external stimulation. So, assuming movement as consciousness can lead to misdiagnosis, as explained by an article on September 25, 2017, on Popular Science website, where they state some findings were just misinterpretation of random noise in brain scans. Yet, doing the opposite can be dangerous as well. What do you mean by the opposite? This happened to Martin Pistroius, who woke up after 12 years in a vegetative state and says he was aware of everything. According to an article on January 15, 2015, on the website ZME Science, everyone thought he was in a vegetative state, yet Martin claims he was conscious for most of the time, his body essentially becoming a prison and not allowing him to effectively communicate. He couldn't move. However, he began to make small movements and no one noticed. Martin speaks of his experience, saying, Everyone was so used to me not being there that they didn't notice when I began to be present again. Finally, someone picked up his subtle language and insisted that he should be tested. The results said that he was awake and responsive. What happened to Martin after they realized he was actually awake and trapped in his body? His parents ended up buying him a computer with communication software, and after years of practice, he was able to communicate using synthetic speech. His condition began to improve overall during the course of this. So what you're saying is that it is dangerous in both ways, assuming that they are unconscious when they're not, and assuming that they are conscious when they aren't. Isn't it possible to just test a patient based on the criteria that determines if they're conscious? Or basically, what you just told me is consciousness can be varied, and there's no single test to diagnose patients. The last part is exactly what I mean. There is no one machine that can determine if a patient is conscious or not. An article from, from September 25, 2017, on the online website Popular Science explained, unlike infections or genetic disorders, there is no singular test to determine consciousness. There are guidelines and scores and judgment calls. So because of this, it is difficult diagnosing patients. Many do bedside evaluations, but this can cause problems in overlooking or not recognizing signs as I previously mentioned. Besides evaluation, can't they do brain scans? That is a possibility, except a few factors make this complicated. First, patients may be in the unresponsive state due to a number of different reasons. Also, because everyone is different and their bodies respond differently, it is hard to decide on where to start with tests, treatments, and what types of brain scanners. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Throughout the month of November, something special will be going on in Building M at the Marine Valley Community College. The speech team will be showcasing their talent. This includes comedy, poetry, drama, and persuasion. New speeches and never the same show. $5 for admission. Proceeds go to feed a starving speech team member. May or may not receive extra credit from teachers for attending. Please ask your teacher for details or contact John Nash for more information. 
So far, I've talked about the terms mostly used in these scenarios and the difficulty of diagnosing patients. So not only can they miss signs of consciousness in patients, doctors may also misdiagnose them. Due to the difficulty of determining the state of consciousness, it is not shocking that patients can be misdiagnosed. The complications and consequences of being misdiagnosed can quickly become a life or death situation. As I mentioned, since not everyone had the same injury that led them to being in their various conditions, not all tests will work the same with everyone. From the Legislative of Science and the Law and the Committee on Health Law from 2009, it states that paralyzed and mute patients who suffer from some illnesses may be conscious, but unable to communicate their awareness to others in meaningful manner. Therefore, it is unclear whether a patient's apparent consciousness encompasses conscious apparition of sens sensations such as pain. Because of this, doctors can wrongly classify patients. This can be serious, even deadly. What are some of the consequences? Some of the consequences can include being incorrectly pronounced dead. As crazy as that sounds, it has happened, and more than just once. One type of incidence that occasionally occurs is called the Lazarus Phenomenon. According to the Washington Post, a woman in her 90s woke up in a morgue after 11 hours of being placed there. Her physician pronounced her dead after finding her with no pulse. Yet, with her heart not beating and her not breathing, she woke up. Now, it is most likely that she did have a pulse, but a very weak one, thus creating this event. Because of this, there have been arguments over what really constitutes as death. In the Washington Post article, Carla Valentine, technical curator at Bart's Pathology Museum, said that death is less as a single event and more as a process. This shows how critical it is to have the right diagnosis for a patient. That is eye-opening. It shows how these terms affect the diagnosis, which in the end affect the patient. This can be seen as a cycle in which all steps are critically important, from terms to diagnosis. The complexity of consciousness shows us that sometimes it is not the fault of wrongly diagnosing a patient. It has a lot to do with the criteria not being as black and white to determine diagnosis properly. So the next time someone might awake from a coma after 15 years and calls it a miracle, you will have an idea of the behind the scenes that occurred up until that point. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime.